0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Making Medicare Fun, where we talk about what to do, what to know, and what to ask now that you're on Medicare. This season in your life should be fun. It is the winter season, and if you're on Medicare, we want to equip you with information to make Medicare more fun to you. And today we have on Emily Echeverria. She's with Council on Aging of West Florida. So, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ricky? Good. We've known each other for I would say almost a decade, but I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't realize it, but we we have. <laughs> when we saw each other in the face, we're like, "Oh my goodness, we're friends." <laughs> how are you, Emily? <laughs> it's so nice to have you on. So, what brings you to Council on Aging of West Florida to help out the aging population?
1: Sure. So I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary with Council on Aging of West Florida. I'm the Marketing Communications Director. And so basically my job is to kind of tell the stories and let the community know that we're here, we're here to help, and we are really helping our seniors in our community in Escambia and Santa Rosa counties to age in place mm-hmm. our services are community and home based so they're meant to keep older adults aging in place in their home where they're most comfortable and where they have the best kind of health outcomes
0: really aging in place in their homes mm-hmm. and that's what people want to do right i mean you
1: you hear a lot about older adults that just you know don't send me to a home i don't i want to stay in my familiar comfortable surroundings. So that's what we're trying to do for as long as it's a safe and the best case scenario for them.
0: Okay, so you serve, you support, you advocate for aging adults and for my clients who are listening to this, you know this podcast is done for my clients and for your friends to get education. Knowledge is power and we want to be informed on the resources that are available to you and especially if they're free. You know that's nice
1: <laughs> absolutely that's
0: nice. is it free with you all or how does this work so
1: for needs-based subsidized services it is free it all kind of starts with the area agency on aging of northwest florida they are the agency kind of above us in the in the bureaucracy of it all that does the assessment they have the elder helpline assessment which is the first step. A lot of people think we're the first step. You know, we have a reputation in this community. They call Mm -hmm. us and we tell them, okay, the very first step is to call this area agency on aging. Okay. The elder helpline, it's 850-494-7100. 710.
0: I'm going to say that one more time and then I'm also going to put it in the description of this podcast. So this this number is for... The Elder
1: Helpline. It's the Northwest Florida Agency on Aging, Area Agency on Aging, Elder Helpline. We call it AAA, but that sort of makes it even more confusing than it already is.
0: Yeah, and you know, I work in insurance, and people come to me and they're like, "It's so confusing." I'm like, "I know." (laughs) It It seems like it
1: is on purpose, but yes, this this is kind of coming down from the. Department of Elder Affairs, it's governmental, so yeah. there is a little bit of bureaucracy you have to wade through.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? And it's nice because like in Medicare, I'll tell people, look, there's no tricks in Medicare. There's no tricks. It's all regulated by the federal government. There's no tricks. So mm-hmm. if, if you have a situation where you feel tricked... <laughs> Like my two-year-old says, you tricked me, mommy. If you feel like that, (laughs) you just reach out to your insurance company because that's why they're there. They're there to support you. And if you're not getting answers, then you need to go look elsewhere. You know, Mm -hmm. go to a local agent is what I tell everyone. Even if it's not me, go to a local agent um, and get the help you need. So with you all, the process is for the elder helpline to be step number one to reach out to Council on Aging and get the support that they're offering. So that number is 850 Four nine four seven one zero zero. Right,
1: and so you would call. You would ask to complete the Elder Helpline assessment. Mm-hmm. It takes about forty-five minutes. You can do it over the phone. If you're a caregiver, you can do it on behalf of the person that you're caregiving for. Um, you can also do it together, and it's just going to be a matter of having all the information that you need. It takes about forty-five minutes, and once you take that assessment, your answers are scored. The higher scores for the higher needs are the fours and the fives. And so when the funding becomes available, we'll take the fours and fives off the list, Mm -hmm. and then we at the Council on Aging of West Florida will start services. And usually that will start with a case manager. So our case management team, we have a social services department. A case manager goes out to the house, they do their 701B assessment in the home, And to sort of assess the needs of what services this person might be eligible for and need. So if it's nutrition needs, they'll sign up for Meals on Wheels. A lot of people in our community know about Meals on Wheels. It's a weekly meal delivery. They get a week's worth of frozen meals, um, breakfasts or lunch dinners. It's a third of the daily nutritional needs. And um, it's also a bit of a wellness check because the volunteers who deliver the meals come to the door um, they, especially over the last couple of years, I know that a lot of the drivers s- stayed and s- talked to the client that was receiving the meals just because they were a bit isolated yeah. and they weren't getting a lot of visitors. So say someone doesn't answer the door that meals on wheels driver sometimes is the person to give a heads up that something might not be going right.
0: I love the, just the idea of community. I just like, it's like, there's a need. We can fix it with Meals on Wheels by, you know, there's a need for food. And from what I understand, these meals are healthy. So they're not going to be coming with French fries. You know, it's going right, to be nice. Right, right,
1: exactly. And they don't, you know, they're not, um, they don't like fit different like a diabetic diet or anything like that but they are you know they're that third of the daily nutritional needs there's a vegetable there's a protein it's um it's a nice square meal
0: yeah and you know i talk to people in insurance that that need this Mm -hmm. so there are people out there who need it Absolutely. Um, if you're listening to this and maybe you don't need it but you know someone who does share this with them um share the the elder helpline and that number is going to be in the description of this podcast and get the ball rolling for them because they could be hungry, you know? Absolutely.
1: Um, Another of the services that you would maybe be opened up to if you had that case manager, if you take that elder helpline assessment, is um, just the kind of in-home care, the non-medical homemaking chore service type of uh, care where someone is coming out to clean. You know, even if it's kind of a hoarding situation, are the subcontractors that we work with, they – They will come deal with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So chore service, any kind of equipment that they need, like incontinent supplies or nutrition supplements, that will start getting delivered to the home. And that case manager just kind of stays on top of whatever the needs are and tries to help them get in touch with any community resources that they might need for that. Another thing they might have is a senior companion. So that is a volunteer, an AmeriCorps volunteer, who comes to someone who maybe needs a little bit of help living independently. Um, and maybe their caregiver has to go to work, they need some respite. So that senior companion comes out for an average of 20 hours a week, and they become a companion for that person, helping them around the house, maybe helping with meals, maybe taking them to their doctor's appointments, that kind of thing. And we've seen some really beautiful stories and friendships kind of blossom out of this program. Um, There's some really fun kind of pairs out there that are just they're kind of living it up together. They become close friends. It's it's really fun to see. Again, community. Exactly. You guys
0: are making Medicare fun. I mean this is community. What is the name of that program?
1: So that is the senior companion program. And those are AmeriCorps volunteers. They're active older adults that are there's an income cap eligibility because they do receive a small stipend and a few other like a yearly physical mm-hmm. um, for being a part of that program. And that's the senior companions. There's also another volunteer group in that, in, under that same program called the foster grandparent program. It's kind of a misnomer, it has nothing to do with the foster program. It's actually just that they go to the schools and the child development centers. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah,
1: and they're in a classroom and they to help out the teacher. If mm-hmm. there's some kids that need a little extra love, they need a little extra attention, a little extra help in the classroom. They're, the grannies are there to help them. And they, they go the by granny. Yeah, they go by granny. Most of them go by granny. And my, I actually had a granny in each of my child's um, child development center classes. Really? And I just thought that this was someone's granny. Cora would come home and say, oh, granny gave me some Cheetos. And I was like, wow, this granny sounds really nice. <laughs> what a sweet granny. And it turns- Should we invite them for Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. and Christmas? Like, Whose who's granny is it? They're just, they're these amazing volunteers that have a heart for children. They wear these um, red vests and they like fall in love with the kids. I mean, when they walk down the hall, it would just be everybody's running up to granny uh, and they're just like a beautiful part of the, this intergenerational connection, you know, bringing this older generation to the younger generation. And they're also in the elementary schools. They, they were figuring out how to zoom with the kids during the pandemic so that they could help them stay on track with their reading. It's just a very special group of volunteers.
0: Thank you for providing that and offering that here locally. Like, thank you, (laughs) Emily and council on aging.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm so proud to be a part of this organization. It's just such an important piece of that community puzzle that really just brings it together and helps everyone on both sides of it.
0: We've had a doctor on, a primary care physician. And at the end, I usually ask people, you know, what we're talking to people who are on Medicare right now. So what um, makes Medicare fun to you? Like what, what piece of your job makes it fun for you? And The primary care physician said when someone is doing their purpose, living out their passion, just like living their dream still, even though they're 65 plus. And that was just really cool to hear because she gets ignited. She gets encouraged. By someone who hasn't, quote, retired, if that makes sense. Like, maybe they're not receiving a paycheck, but in their brain, they are continuing this purpose-driven right. life. Still, you know? They still
1: have a lot to contribute. And to, to be able to connect people with a way to contribute to society, to mm-hmm. use the amazing talents that they have in their spark to bring that spark to other people
0: yeah,
1: and um, is amazing to see for sure.
0: And it's impacted your daughter, it sounds like. Oh, absolutely. And yeah,
1: I mean, she she loved all the grannies. Her name is Cora. And for some reason at daycare, they started calling her Coco. And <laughs> we were like, that's actually great. That's a really cute nickname. We love that. And so we started calling her Coco. And it turns out it was one of the grannies that kind of dubbed her Coco. So they've they're, they're just part of her story now really yeah
0: Emily this is so a part of your
1: life yeah absolutely and when I started when we started at this daycare she was just a baby and we didn't know um you know like I said we didn't know what the grannies what were, they were yeah. part of where they came from we just thought wow great <laughs> these, these um you know grannies are helping out in the in the rooms and yeah. helping out with the kids but and then to start at Council on Aging and realize, oh, you know, Granny Olive and, you know, these are part of my organization, like the place where I work now provided this. So this is amazing to me.
0: I love that. Is there anything else? You've been uh, talking about Meals on Wheels. You've been talking about the Senior Companion Program and then the Foster Grandparent Program. Any other programs you want to talk about today?
1: Sure. We do have another nutrition program. It is our congregate dining sites. So this is a place where more active seniors can get out and get a meal with other seniors at a community center. Some of them are at churches. We have 14 sites in the two-county area. And this is another place where, again, it builds this community where people come together. They notice if someone's not showing up, they call them. They say, you know, hey, how have you been? Have you been sick? Oh, I'm going to bring you soup. They are getting together for not just the meal, but also for games, bingo, activities, sometimes exercise classes at the different sites. They each have a facilitator, kind of a site manager, who kind of guides the group and leads activities. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a free hot meal. Uh, they can donate $2 if they want. It's not mandatory. So anyone can just call our office, 850-432-1475, and you can call... A day in advance, it has to be. If you call before noon one day, you can get on for the next day to sign up to okay. come reserve your meal.
0: That makes sense.
1: And um, it's it's about the meal, but it's much more than a meal. It's more about the fellowship and the camaraderie. So 850
0: 432 1475. We'll also put that in the description of this podcast. In um, insurance, I always tell my clients, you know, it's important to ask the right questions to your insurance company, because, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're explaining something you don't know, sometimes we as humans can be (laughs) long-winded because we don't know, but hey, knowledge is power Mm -hmm. and just like getting you connected to the right people and having this conversation right now about what to ask to get connected with this nutrition program. So how would someone call in and what would they ask to get connected to one of these locations?
1: So they would say that they would like to reserve a meal at a dining site the next day or whatever day, mm-hmm. and either they can look online and see where the sites are at coawfla.org okay. and go under services, congregate senior dining sites, and see which one is closest to your house, or you can just ask on the phone, you know, say I live in this area, um, what is my closest dining site?
0: That's good. And we'll put that link also at the bottom of this episode, coawfla.org. Is there anything else that you wanted to share, Emily? Well, the last
1: thing that we have are one of our big services is our retreat adult day center. So this is an adult day center where many of the participants have some form of dementia or another kind of physical impairment. Okay. And the staff there is just incredible. They change up the activities every 30 to 40 minutes throughout the day. It's open from eight to five 30. And this is a place where a caregiver who needs some respite, who needs to go to work can drop off their loved one. And it's a safe wonderful home like environment. It's extremely engaging. The mm-hmm. staff there are the most compassionate patient humans I've ever met in my life. And yeah. anytime it's it's connected to our office at eight seventy five Royce Street. Yeah. So um, And that's
0: in Pensacola.
1: Yes. It's okay. kind of across from Tuscan Oven off Royce um, mm-hmm. on on just south of Bayou. Yep. And it's it's great. They're always listening to music because music is something that is very grounding for a lot of people with dementia. They oh, are, I forget that. Yes, abs- they bring
0: back the memories, baby. Mm-hmm. Give me some Elvis Presley.
1: We oh, they're <laughs> they're always playing uh, kind of classic tunes. They have the Blue Anchor Bells come in there and sing. I don't know if you're familiar with that. They sing kind of '40s style. Um, oh, so good music. They dress yes. in these little blue dresses with like little ascot and things. And they're they're very fun, and we have yeah. she has other musical guests come in there. We have these therapy mini horses that come once a month. Oh, those are fun! We, but
0: those little things are—I um, want to say whipper snappers, but I'm trying to think of something sassy. Those the <laughs> horses are fun, but they, you know what I'm saying? They're well, little these, and
1: mighty. These horses are very well trained. Okay, They're okay. the sweetest. <laughs> um, we love little Picasso, and they come from kindred spirits. <laughs> therapy minis a wonderful organization and uh, we're obsessed because they go to the retreat everybody loves to see the horses and then they bring them over to the office because you know we need a little therapy horse time too but the retreat is just such a wonderful space and (laughs) anytime I'm over in the office and I start getting bogged down in that kind of day-to-day hustle hustle I can walk right next door and see why we're doing this you know it's it's incredible it's a wonderful place
0: I love the horses.
1: Yeah, the, we we love therapy animals. We also have um we have some therapy dogs that come in sometimes and we have a monthly bring your dog to work day and the well-behaved dogs get to go next door and also visit the participants at the retreat. So,
0: it's, the well-behaved it's great. dogs, yeah. okay? Not not. I no mean, we don't kids, we okay? don't let
1: the non well behaved dogs <laughs> in the office, but some of them are just you know have a bit more energy than exactly. than is required yeah. for at the retreat,
0: and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So, uh, adult day center is is a big deal for some people out there and for some families out there, and there are so many more questions that I could ask about how to get plugged in with that. I'm sure. There's qualifications to even be able mm-hmm. to attend that center. Um, just getting connected. Is there anything else you want to say about the adult day center?
1: I would just say if you're interested, call that number 432-1475 and ask for Jessica. Okay. And Jessica Ayers is the retreat director. Again, just an incredible human being with with so much caregiving compassion patients love in her heart Mm -hmm. and she can give you all the details about what's required what what for eligibility and um, the cost and it we do have a contract with the va for the retreat as well as there are some insurances that they work with but um but yeah you can get all those details from jessica
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. That's great. And if there's anything I can do to help out my clients with getting this connected, you know, I'd love to help them out to get connected to an adult day center for someone who needs it. I mean, it, this is talking about it. This is a needs basis. Everything mm-hmm. that we're talking about today is a needs basis. Even something like community. You know, if you need community, check out Council on Aging. Absolutely. If you need a house cleaning, it's a needs basis. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to qualify and it's, for it. Yeah, and there's a process.
1: But but yes, it's um, if you're in need and you're unable to, you know, keep your house clean and, you know, even if you feel like you still are, maybe you feel like you're too able to mm-hmm. be eligible for these services, it's better to make that call to the Elder Helpline and complete the assessment earlier rather than later. Because, again, okay. you know, there's a bit of bureaucracy. And even if you take it and you score a three- now it's on file and you can call back and update if the situation changes. Say yep. your disability status changes, your health changes, your financial situation changes. Then you can just update your your assessment and then that might change your score. That might get you, you know, moving up the wait list because it is a wait list.
0: Okay, good to know. So go ahead and call. Um, and when this is airing is right in the holidays. So mm-hmm. if, you know... Maybe in the beginning of the new year, give them a ring, but just get on the, make it your goal, new goals, you know, 2023, um, new goals. Um, exactly.
1: Yes. Call Put it on the list. Get it, yeah.
0: get it done in January. Exactly. I like that. Get it done in January. Okay. Serving, supporting, and advocating for aging adults is what you all do. And that's what we've talked about here today. I just love you, Emily. Oh, thank
1: you so much. I love you too, Thank you so much. It's on the record now. It's on the
0: record, but (laughs) it's just like you really care and your family has been positively impacted by Mm -hmm. the services that you're providing. And so this is just all encompassing. This is so good. Um, And I'm going to ask you two questions with making Medicare fun to encourage the person listening. Uh, What makes serving people who are on Medicare, you know, 65 plus, what makes, or disabled, but for in this case, this is people who are 60 plus work Mm -hmm. with your organization. Um, What makes working with people on Medicare fun to you? I think
1: for me, I went to the Florida Council on Aging, Conference on Aging last year, and I did a breakout session on ageism. And this has this job has really changed my view of aging and realizing it's it's another chapter. It's not a negative thing. That is just something that society has kind of put into our brains. Yeah. And now I'm realizing how there are so many just very common ageist sayings, beliefs, tropes, jokes that we see all the time. And now I really see that. And now I see the older adults in my life differently. I realize that They have incredible stories to tell. They're still making new stories. They're still contributing. um, So that has been important for me to address this, you know, kind of internalized prejudice Mm -hmm. and just see what uh, an incredible group of people that a lot of times society kind of shunts to the side and forgets about.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, we cannot forget you. If you are on Medicare, whoever you are you are special.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's that's something that we are working to promote, you know, just showing this other side of it, showing that um, there's there's still so much to life and there's so much richness that, that we have to add to that.
0: Exactly. There was a couple that I met during annual enrollment. They didn't buy insurance from me, but that's okay because they were looking at their options and that's what I'm there for. Um, but I'm not going to share their... A, I'll just say that they're in their 90s, possibly past 95. I'll just say that. And they are students at UWF, at the University of West yeah, Florida. Yeah,
1: see, I love that.
0: Yeah, and they, sharp as attack, Sharp as, I mean, I was showing I them can. the plan information and they were just reading it and asking questions and we were having this healthy, wonderful, fun conversation around insurance and it was so encouraging to me that I'm like, this is it. Like this, this is my goal. I want to, I want to be your age and vibrant. They didn't complain. They were happy to be there and meet someone new. That's what they kept saying is like, we are so happy to meet you that we got to meet you in our life. And it's like, I'm not like that to everyone I see, you know, I'm so happy that I got to meet you. So just when you were saying that just reminded me of them. So um, what would you encourage anyone who is on Medicare, what would you encourage them to do from your position to make Medicare fun for them?
1: Um, I'm not sure calling the Elder Helpline makes Medicare fun, but it may. It could. It'd yeah. be fun to check it off your list, but I would say call that Elder Helpline, you know, sooner rather than later. We we have a lot of people that reach out to us. When the situation has become, you know, pretty challenging and it's, it's, we know that there's going to be that wait. So, you know, make a, make a January 2023 to-do list, Mm -hmm. put, call that elder helpline, take that assessment on it and check it off and have fun doing that.
0: Yes. Put it on your to-do list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's such a good challenge and we'll take it with us. So thank you, Emily. Um, Again, if you want more information on uh, Council on Aging, you can go to COAWFLA.org. We'll put the links to connect along with that phone number for the Elder Helpline in the description of this episode. And we just want to thank you again for listening. If you would like to see more information about what I do and serve my clients here in Pensacola, Florida, you can go to insuredbyricky.com I am a licensed independent agent and I serve my clients here locally. Um, thank you, Emily, for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, and um, enjoy making Medicare fun in your position and um, have a wonderful 2023. Thank you, and same to you.